0: Hello, everyone. Welcome along to the Event Industry News podcast. My name is James Dixon, wishing you all a very good morning, afternoon or evening, whenever or wherever you tune in to the podcast from. And on today's show, we welcome a transatlantic guest, or I presume is a transatlantic guest. I should never be too presumptuous just because of somebody's accent. On the other side of the podcast today is Mr. Michael Vice from AI4. Michael,
1: thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, James. I am, in fact, transatlantic. You were correct in your stereotyping. Excellent, thank you. Whereabouts are you joining us today from? I, I live and work in Brooklyn, New York.
0: Superb, what wonderful, wonderful part of the world. Um, Michael founded uh, a business called AI4. Um, it's, it's based around artificial intelligence and events, but for many different uh, sectors. Um, the best person to explain it is our guest today. Michael, tell us about the business
1: and how it started. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, James. So I've been in the events industry since 2012. I got my start at this company called BizNow Media, which does uh, commercial real estate focused um, events and online publications. And then I started doing my own thing in 2015, and I started organizing these consumer facing technology fairs called World's Fair Nano which I did four times. And those were like 7,000 person consumer, just big tech fairs. And through those, um, you know, we used to cover every technology from city tech to space tech, to food tech, to transportation tech, to AI. And I kind of fell in love with AI. And it became obvious to me that AI, you know, represents the biggest change and and honestly evolution for humankind, that I've ever noticed. And so I decided to focus just on AI, and so we started AI4 last year. And the idea with AI4, the way we've structured it, is we do multiple conferences, each focused on AI applications for a particular industry. Mm -hmm. And so we started with an AI for finance conference, where we focus on uh, applications for commercial banking, hedge funds, credit card companies, insurance companies. Then we did uh, AI for healthcare, which is for, you know, hospital systems, pharma companies, insurance companies. Um, And then we, in in one week's time, actually, five days from now, we have AI for cybersecurity. And then we have an AI for retail conference as well in June. Mm -hmm. And so we're basically going industry by industry and exploring the top applications of AI and machine learning within each domain. And then we also explore topics from two angles, both a technical angle as well as a business angle. Sure. And so we have two different simultaneous tracks, one geared towards like our data science audience, and then one geared towards our business C-suite type audience. Sure. And uh, as, you, as you pointed out, that this
0: artificial intelligence will transcend business sectors as we know them traditionally, um, because it will be something that will become an integral part of, of our daily lives, of our daily business activities, of everything that we do. Um, in traditional events planning, if you were to go and organize events for different types of industries and different trade sectors, that would be something that would be quite complex. But are you finding actually because you're dealing with one subject matter are a lot of the, the tech companies and the, the experts, quote unquote, who are coming from the AI sector, are they applicable to all of these different business sectors that your conferences
1: are serving? Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, and yet, yeah, to your point, You know, our view is that any company, big or small, over the next 10 to 20 years, if you don't become an AI company, you're going to go bankrupt. The Mm -hmm. same way over the last 10 to 20 years, if you didn't become an internet first digital company, you're out of business now. Um, So to us, it's like the the absolute no brainer thing that every business has to divert towards. And then, yeah, because as you know, we're 100% AI focused events business. Um, there are a ton of synergies between conferences. Um, so for example, like if you understand, just understanding the underlying technology, that what's going on with machine learning and deep learning and how it's being applied in one domain, makes it a lot easier from a content perspective sure. to, pre- to appreciate what's happening in the other industries. Um, and then a fair number of our sponsors do sponsor multiple conferences because they're providing AI services across industry. Um and then there isn't a ton of overlap, to be honest, or really any overlap with speakers and attendees, mm-hmm. but, but just having the content understanding of how AI is impacting one industry helps a lot in producing the others.
0: And have the uh, events themselves been able to uh, utilized the same venue or are they taking place in multiple locations depending on the sector that they're serving and where may be best suited for that particular sector?
1: Yeah, good question. And so we're, we're doing all of our events in 2019 and, and last year in New York. And we've actually contracted with the exact same venue for all of them. Um, it's this space called convene. And we're using the biggest one, which can maxes out around 450 people. Um, so it has an upper limit. But it's been great just because we can plug and play the same model for each for each conference that we do.
0: Sure. Cool. When it comes to actually, obviously the, the events themselves are about highlighting the impact of, of artificial intelligence, of highlighting the benefits to that particular sector, what they will need to know, what they will need to be aware of. Um, what elements of AI have you been able to incorporate into the delivery of the events themselves as a means to demonstrate to the delegates and the, to the visitors
1: what it can achieve? Yeah, totally. So, you know, for, for us, like, I think the days of either an exhibitor or an attendee walking into a conference and being and saying, I hope I get to meet the right person is mm-hmm. totally bogus or like, I hope I get to learn the thing that I want. It doesn't make any sense. And so, you know, what we try and do with the conference is create a personalized experience, both from the content side and the networking side for every type of person because that's the, the obvious future of conferences. And so we, um, one of the main ways we do it is with our app. And so you know, we use the same app for all of our conferences, mm-hmm. and it does a great job of letting our attendees, our exhibitors build their profiles, kind of like, like a dating website where you say, this is what I am, and you choose from a list of like 15 attributes, and then you say, this is what I'm looking for, and you choose from a list of another 15 attributes. And then, uh, and then the app you know, has a pretty simple algorithm. It, to be honest, isn't actually machine learning, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will just recommend you know, people for you to meet or sessions for you to attend um, in the same way that, you know, well, in a similar way to how Netflix would say you should watch this movie because you, you know, are interested in these types of films.
0: Sure. Um, and,
1: and, it, and it does a great job
0: you <laughs> The, the, the subject of personalization is an interesting one when it comes to artificial intelligence. I was talking to a guest, uh, a gentleman called Jez Paxman, who's the content director at an agency called Live Union in London, um, and they've produced a really great a really great, um, a really great uh, report called Anatomy of a, of a Delegate, I think it was. Um, and we spoke to him on the podcast recently uh, about identifying, uh, identifying five key fundamentals of a delegate. And one of them was, was personalization and the idea that event organizers really really need to personalize and find ways of personalizing content in order to keep people occupied and engaged at, at events and and this is very much a, a, a sector where artificial intelligence is going to come into its own is through being able to connect people through various different social media platforms through an event app or all of those sort of different things that we engage with every day anyway
1: totally yeah no i mean 100% and you know a lot of it is because once ad spending shifted to digital with, you know, the creation of Google ads and Facebook ads, mm. people who, marketers came to expect a highly quantifiable um, experience on, on their marketing spend. Sure. And, and conferences, it has taken them a really long time to catch up to that and, and provide marketers with an equally, clear picture of their ROI in participating in a conference. And, uh, you know, it shouldn't be the case anymore. The technology's there. Um, and so what we're striving to do, and, you know, we're still a small company, and so we don't have the resources to implement everything that I would like to yet. <laughs> but, you know, a conference should be a fully quantifiable experience for every person involved, from the attendee standpoint, to the uh, to the exhibitor standpoint, there shouldn't be any guesswork in terms of what I'm going to get out of it or after what I got out of it. Um, and that can all be done with technology. It's just a matter of, of actually getting there and building that infrastructure.
0: Hmm. And just, just as a slight tangent, when we talk about return of investment ROI, you know, in a trade show scenario, exhibitors want to know their ROI and their investment is money they've paid to be there. They've paid for the booth, they paid for the stand, they paid for the space, et cetera, et cetera. But I think what people miss sometimes as well is that the ROI of the people who are visiting something like a trade show who may not have paid money to get in because it's a trade show and it's funded by the exhibitors, but ROI for them, their investment is their time. It's the time of being there. And if they, if it's seen as a waste of time, they're getting no ROI for their, you know, their particular experience.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. So, our conferences, I wouldn't describe, they're conferences. They're not trade shows. I mean, hmm. you know, right now we'll have 15 sponsors and exhibitors at each conference. Um, and we're definitely a content-driven event. Hmm. But, you know, even for attendees who, you know, so an attendee to our conference, they're still, you know, reg- paying for registration. And it's, you know, 98% of the time is just a corporate expense. But I still believe that there is a world where you can quantify the, the, the learnings that an attendee took away for the company that they're going back to. Um, I, I really believe that if you could track, okay, this attendee learned, let's say it's healthcare, this attendee who works at a big pharma company now has an appreciation for how machine learning is being applied to drug discovery, how machine learning is being applied to finding patients for clinical trials and how machine learning is being applied to marketing a new drug. They can, I, there's a number that can be set on that knowledge that the person took away from the conference. Mm -hmm. And so I, there, you can quantify literally everything. It's just, it's not an easy project, but I do believe that that is going to be the future of conferences.
0: When you analyze your own events and, um, uh, you know, on, on your website, we've got AI for cybersecurity, AI for retail, finance, healthcare, telecom, many more on there that, that you're now working with. Um, has, there, has there been any one or group of sectors that you've seen really not so much adopt AI, but understand it and embrace it and realize what it's going to do for them? Have some of the sectors moved along at a quicker pace than some of the other sectors?
1: Yeah. T- good question. So it's not your first podcast, is it?
0: <laughs> not my first rodeo.
1: <laughs> so, um, yeah, we've definitely noticed certain sectors are ahead of others in terms of AI adoption. And yeah. what it really comes down to is just <laughs> which, which industry, when they put a dollar into an AI project, how much will they get out? And the one that we've seen the most is finance. Sure. Um, because there are applications in finance, particularly in like the asset management or lending areas where, um, you know, if I'm a, if I'm a hedge funder and asset manager and I can use computer vision to count the, the satellite, the number of cars in every Walmart parking lot around the world using satellite images, then I can use that to predict next quarter revenues before they're reported. And then that will inform, you know, my investment strategy. And so it's, it's such an obvious immediate ROI that they're, they're just pouring money into it. And the same with like lending. So with like, like Marcus by Goldman Sachs, which is one of their new alternative lending arms, like, you know, they using machine learning, instead of looking at the traditional, it's like 12 attributes or something to determine whether you should get a loan credit card, they can look at hundreds or even maybe thousands. I'm not sure of attributes taking into account, like your social media and Twitter presence and all these different alternative data points that t- traditionally couldn't be dealt with with machine learning are, are able to, to be dealt with. And um, the ROI is immediate because now I have a whole new pool of people that I can underwrite in order to lend to. Um, and so anyway, long story short, finance you know, ha- has been sure. definitely, definitely uh, a little farther ahead. Um, and then, I, but they're all, they're, they're all uh, finance maybe is the farthest ahead, but they're all pouring money into it to be honest i mean with retail the marketing personalization recommendation engines is a huge chunk of retail now that's a very immediate roi um health is so many interesting. so it's it they're all going quickly there's maybe you know a one to three year lag time between some industries but they're all they're all going hard and and and
0: finally, because I know um, I know you're quite, quite pushed for time today, and we we appreciate you taking a bit of time out to talk to us on the podcast. But when you look at the the cross section of delegates that are attending um, the various different uh, AI four conferences, are you seeing a particular type of, of a job title? Are you seeing CEOs or vice presidents, or is there a really broad spectrum of employees that companies are choosing to send along to to, to make sure that they're learning about this this technology?
1: Yeah, good question. So. Um, we So our conferences are a bit different than other conferences because we have this application process in place. And so our call to action on our website isn't registered to attend. It's applied to attend. Mm-hmm. And then we lay out the criteria for who the perfect attendee is. And the reason we have that whole process is just to inspire uh, a, a higher quality person to attend. And what that means for us is twofold. So it means either a senior level business leader which can be a C-suite person. I mean, to be honest, I didn't see any CEOs of big banks come, um, but we did have C-suite people and like EVP people from big banks come. Um, and and then, uh, so there's the, the senior level business folks, and then also what we call data practitioners who are like the technical side. So you're data scientists, ML engineers, architects. And to us for AI, those two types is the the sort of, required components to any AI project within an organization because the business leader just isn't, is never, not never, but oftentimes doesn't understand or appreciate the nuances of a particular AI project sufficiently in order to actually put the money, you know, behind the project and get it, get it going.
0: Sure. And it's ultimately it's going to be somebody, um, I suppose, responsible for financing the development or the implementation of AI with any given organization. So you need the two elements, the people who are actually going to be hands on with it and the people who ultimately are going to make the decision that it's going to be a good move for their company.
1: 100%. Absolutely.
0: we've been talking on the podcast today to michael weiss he's the founder of ai4 and if you f- want to find out a little bit more about those guys it's ai and then the number four ai4.io is the website any social media handles or other ways that our podcast followers can get in touch with you michael if they want to find twitter. out more
1: twitter at ai4conferences.com and i am at weiss i am
0: Fantastic. Michael, I know you've been pushed for time today, but uh, as I said, joining us from uh, Brooklyn over in New York, um, it's been great to have you on the podcast. Thanks very much for joining us.
1: Thanks, James. Godspeed. Bye.
0: If you're, uh, if you're watching the video version of the podcast, head over to your favorite podcast platform to listen to the audio-only versions on your commute to and from work is a great time to do so. If you're listening to the audio-only version of today's podcast, flip over to com catch up with all the podcasts and the video versions of them and also find out about the latest news and features that are on event industry news but for now we will wrap up so thanks again to our guest Michael Weiss from AI4 and we'll see you on the next edition of the podcast my name is James Dixon very goodbye to you